The brain processes nearly 10,000 visual and oral cues per minute. As first impressions stick, make the customer see your business in the right way. Funky Vibes can ensure your vibes attract the right tribe with their marketing expertise, graphic design, bespoke websites, and social media packages. For more information or a no-commitment initial consultation, simply email your tribe at funkyvibe.co.uk. You're listening to Go Fish, exclusively on the Pod Station. Welcome to episode 44 of the Go Fish Marketing Podcast, where each week we pick a topic, we deep delve and come up with some tips and some suggestions that will hopefully make the most of your marketing budget. My name is Mark Pollard, my business is Funky Vibes Marketing. Joining me are my fellow co-hosts, we have the wonderful Elaine Atherton of To Sum It Up. How are we doing, Elaine? I'm really good, thank you. Very good indeed. Nice to be here with you two lovely gentlemen. Ah, well, spoiler alert there, she's mentioned that there is another lovely gentleman on the line, and so we have the irrepressible Chris Roxburgh of My Marketing Guy. Certainly a better introduction than I usually get, Mark, so that's uh, that's very welcome. Thank you, Elaine. Um, yep, good to be here, um, and looking forward to today's show. Yeah, I can't take credit for the nice introduction. I think Elaine set me up to have to be nice. If I'd have been left to my own devices, it would have been probably the usual... Uh, Insults. Ins- yeah, I was, I was trying to think of a more nice way of What's describing it, but it is the word, yeah, that, that's not beat around the bush. So if you're uh, listening to this and it's number 44, there are 43 other episodes to go and check out. If you visit thepodstation.co.uk forward slash goldfish, you can find them all there. You can go on all of the major podcast platforms. Just type in goldfish marketing and you will find them. Uh, You can subscribe and then every time the latest episode uh, drops, it'll just download onto your device. It's as easy as that. You can also follow us on social media. We're on all of the platforms, so Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Again, if you just type GoFish in there, you'll find us, and we're regularly posting tips, questions, obviously promos and links to the show, so it's all very simple. We're also now showing the, uh, or rather, providing a visual version of the show on YouTube, although we haven't yet got around to the stage of doing the whole uh, recording it live with faces on display. Uh, I'm not sure there's anything I can do to edit that. Yeah, as Chris wipes his <laughs> wipes his brow <laughs> with relief. Fantastic. Now, the, the episode we have here is going to be quite interesting because we're going to have three guests. And at the moment of recording this, they're not on the uh, Zoom link we're going to be piecing this together, or rather Elaine's going to be piecing this together, which is fantastic news for me, uh, because that means I'm not doing it. Uh, So, uh, all being well, what we're going to do is we're going to cover the news section that we normally do, have a bit of a chinwag about that, and then we will have the three guests who are going to be doing what, Chris? They're going to be uh, helping helping explain how uh, how they've overcome... Uh, the the last 12 months uh, how it's affected them 
and um, basically how they manage it and how they go forward from here. Yeah, indeed, Elaine, we, we've sort of picked three very different businesses who've been affected in a very different way by the pandemic to give people a nice balanced view of the changes that have perhaps occurred. Yeah, I, I think it's a really good thing to do, isn't it, for, for business owners listening to be able to hear that for some of the people who've been on the same journey as them and equally some who haven't and how did they do it differently and what they're going to do from here on in. Different, you know, without question, all of this has impacted people in different ways, hasn't it? So I think it's um, it's going to be really, I'm really looking forward to hearing from them on how they sort of navigated it all and what worked and what didn't. And hopefully one of those three will sound relevant or close to what you do and therefore you can perhaps adapt some of the things that they've found useful. So before we get to that, of course, we have our news section. Uh, now, Mr. Roxburgh, you're in charge of news this week. What wonderful nuggets have you got for us today? Well, I'm, I, I regard myself as being quite lucky this, this week because we have seen this week one of the biggest and most effective brand awareness operations that, uh, that I've possibly seen in my lifetime. And I'm talking about Meghan and Harry being interviewed by Oprah. Uh, they drew, whatever you think about Meghan and Harry, and they are a bit like Marmite, there's, uh, they divide opinion, but if they divide the current viewership of that programme, a bit 50 million, if they divide opinion equally, then that's 25 million positive people who feel positive about them. Uh, who will be looking out for their brand when it comes along, the branding Archwell, I think it's called. Um, see, I know it already. It is, it, it's, a, it's an amazing, I know it wasn't intended to be a, the launch of a, of a company, but we're more aware of these two than, than ever before. So that will, that will press buttons when we, when we read about them. And this relates back to if you're starting your company up or indeed if it's Mark or Elaine or I creating as high a profile as we possibly can within our uh, abilities of social media of female marketing and everything else it's keeping the profile high uh, to be to be the one that's top of mind when when you have that particular need take a tip out of uh, Harry and Meghan's book uh, you probably won't get on Oprah, but keep your keep your branding as high as you possibly can, especially as we're now gradually coming out of uh, out of the lockdown. I mean, it's difficult to uh, the branding of the two. I suppose has to be taken in two forms, doesn't it? You've of course got the personalities in the individuals themselves, and then you've obviously got the business element and. Obviously, this company, one assumes, is going to largely take over the the commercial aspects of their personalities because they are obviously a celebrity in their own right, and yeah. and and so you've almost got two brands, really, haven't you? You've got the individual, and now this company. I think we'll begin to find that they're synonymous with one another, though. You know, I think you'd like to think that the name Mark Pollard was synonymous with funky vibes. Would you not? Uh, yeah, why not? Yorkshire. Synonymous with Yorkshire. <laughs> but of course, I mean, it's a, it's a lot more difficult for someone like me to have my name synonymous with anything because unless you actually know me, no one cares. 
whereas obviously they are such a, a huge celebrity, you will know who they are as well, won't you? The point that I'm trying to make, Mark, and obviously making it incredibly badly, is, is that branding is all important no matter what the scale of the company. So if you're a one-man band like myself, um, it's, it's just as important to stay in the... Uh, uh, in the consciousness of my my target market, now my target market and theirs is vastly different, but the principle is the same: S- stay as high profile as you can within your own orbit. And Elena, I, I'm just looking at the Archwell website and thinking, I wish I'd quoted them because I could have done a better job. Uh, we've got as topics, we've got Archwell Foundation, which presumably will form the charity version. Archwell Audios, which is going to be programs that are uplifting and entertaining of audiences around the world. And then Archwell Productions, which is much the same, but obviously a uh, a creative partnership with netflix it would appear so they've clearly got a number of things a number of plates they're going to be spinning um in there now separate from the royals life this is them and their business and their life and it speaks very much in tune with what they believe so you know they will have obviously invested in the huge amount of support to get this right um because like most of us we're all clear on who we help and who we're supporting and who our audience are. Well, that sometimes isn't clear at the start, but it does become clear. And, you know, they will have got a massive amount of guidance and support on that. So all their offerings should fit in synergy with their beliefs and their ethos and their mission and what they're trying to achieve. So, you know, I don't think that for me, there is any surprises in that because they've been very clear on they, they want to make the world a better place haven't they and that as they're doing is geared towards that i think their their brand is becoming clearer every time we uh, we hear from them and good luck to him I, I i liked her in suits she was good in that program uh, i don't know her from anything else with 22 million uk users linkedin offers a fabulous opportunity to find your ideal clients and to stay ahead of your competition but what do these future clients currently find when they visit your profile first impressions count so are you proud of your fantastic profile because it is client ready and written with them in mind Or do you look at it and wonder how you could do better because you are not generating leads? My Marketing Guy works with those who want to take advantage of the amazing potential offered by LinkedIn. So, for more details, please email guy at mymarketingguy.co.uk to arrange an initial consultation. Remember, your next client is on LinkedIn. Well, excellent. That was a great news story. We should now move on to our guests. So moving on to the main section of the show where we're going to take a trip down memory lane. Uh, Of course, for the last 12 months, we've all been locked in our homes for a worldwide pandemic. uh, And as a result of which, businesses have been very much affected differently depending upon what your industry is whether you've been allowed to be open, whether you work out and about, and whether you're able to do it socially distanced, etc. So what we thought we'd do with this show was look at three very distinct businesses, how they've been affected by the pandemic, and how they've adapted their marketing strategies to either maximise their success, adapt their business models, or try and minimise the uh, 
damage that this whole mess has caused. So, Chris, do you want to introduce our first guest, the yes, dashing please. chap that he is? I would be pleased to. Um, today, first up, we've got Rob McDowell from RM Roofing and Construction. And I first met Rob oh, a, a few years ago at, uh, at a networking function that we were both members of. Didn't really have much in common to start with, but got, got to know Rob over a period of time, as you do in, in networking groups, and uh, was impressed by the way he, uh, he approaches um, he approaches the jobs that he does. He insists on on high standards. I've seen it. Uh, I saw it before he did some work for us, and I saw it very, very close up when he did uh, did some work for us. Um, he's he started off as a roofing company, but now um, very, very versatile roofing and construction company. I'm very pleased to introduce him, Rob McDowell, RM Roofing Company. Uh, you are today's first interviewee i feel like there should be music like the duh, 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 duh. so rob do you want to do you want to just tell us a bit about what rm roofing do and then we'll get bogged down into the questions yeah no problem um okay so um i'll start from the start really so rm roofing um i first set up in july 2010 and i've grown the business from as chris said before a predominantly roofing company to a roofing and construction company. So we do everything now, mainly from um, roof renewals, extensions, loft conversions, alteration work, and obviously much more. I've grown the company to the side now to 15 employees um, and we're looking to you know keep building on that slowly. Um, and we also have a lot of subcontractors that work for us as well in other trades. But know that the, the business has grown well and hopefully going to keep growing it to the next step now this this episode is obviously very much fundamentally around how you've generated work over the course of the worldwide pandemic so taking that small slice of the time frame so from about march of last year how have things changed for your business so at the start i think things like most businesses uh changed quite a bit because um from march we furloughed uh, everybody, whilst I suppose everybody in the world was working out what was going on. What we were fortunate with is the fact that, w- that our work is predominantly outside. So with us pr- working outside and being able to keep a two metre distance, we were able to come back after four weeks of furlough. Granted, it was only um, part of the um, staff back um, and other people were furloughed for longer, but at least we were able to come back and start working the workload we had at the time was was substantial amount of work anyway, and all those people uh, that were booked in didn't want us to change dates, kept the dates, and obviously we were able to carry out the work safely with following all the COVID rules and restrictions. It did chop and change along the way um, due to obviously isolation periods for people, things like that. But I suppose obviously every business uh, incurred that last year. But then what I found going along the 12 months from March last year is that everybody's been sat at home everyone's been looking at the property and spending money on it which is great for a business like ours there's a couple of reasons why I think everybody's been spending money on the property Um, not only have they been spending uh, a lot of time there seeing all the things that they'd like to get done but a lot of people have not had summer holidays now a lot of people have not had weekends away evening meals out 
those weekends away, the races, all those luxury things that we do in life that all cost money, people have not been able to do. So I feel like those people who have been fortunate enough to stay in work uh, over the last 12 months and keep their jobs, have then been spending that extra money on their, on doing up their properties. So that, that's been a real uh, good point for us. I, I, and as well as other construction companies, um, you, you know, from electricians to plumbers to plasterers to, to every other trade that I speak to, if they're good, they're busy. So on a whole, it's been a good year, it's been busy, and it's helped us to progress onto the next step as well with growing the business because we've now employed office staff a bigger office and everything else just to keep everything in line with growing so it's been a good year fab so and obviously you've been massively busy there rob and none of this happens by chance because you you very uh, rightly said that if you're good you've been busy and i think that speaks volumes doesn't it so so alongside of that what marketing have you done then um over this these last months what did you focus on well it's a good question actually because that's something that's been addressed more so for us recently as i said previously coming into march last year uh coming into the lockdown and the pandemic we already had a lot of work booked in so that didn't change for us and you know we were lucky enough that people didn't cancel their jobs Up to that point, we weren't actively advertising. The majority of our work was through recommendation, which is still where the majority of our work comes from. Um, And we find, you know, it's definitely the best way to get work, do a good job for a good price and keep the good recommendations. But because in turn, and I said before how busy we've got, office staff, et cetera, to grow the business, we wanted to push a bit more and try and get Mm -hmm. those extra few sales, if you like. So what we have done now is we've got, Chris Roxborough, who does our social media for us um, across all platforms. And he's now pushing more social media side for us to try and generate more leads, more work, uh, and just keep the business growing. What the question you asked about, obviously, advertising for the last 12 months, I'd say other than seeing the vans around, seeing the signs mm. out, which are another good way for advertising, okay. uh, the, the, the good thing for us we've done a loft conversion um, last year up in West Kirby on quite a busy street. We had a sign on there and the amount of work that we hopefully or potentially have got from that, we've got a lot of jobs pricing at the moment, will be great. And that's literally from having a sign advertising on a street, people seeing the job uh, and seeing the quality of the job. Yeah, no, wonderful. I think that's the thing, isn't it? People don't always really take... uh or put so much value, should I say, on the fact that a sign, you're doing a job and there's a sign there and people are walking past thinking, oh God, I need to know that. You know, they take a photograph of the sign because they think when I need that job doing, I'll go to that person. And you're you, you are you're quite obviously exposed visually, aren't you? Because people can see the work you do, which is great, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you've got a scaffold around somebody's house yeah. for eight weeks on a loft conversion, it is quite standout, especially, you know, if you've got a sign on there. Yeah, so so there obviously there's a lot of almost free advertisement there. But yeah. um, one thing or one bit of advice that I would give to people, it's okay advertising and we all can advertise whether you're a good tradesman or a bad tradesman. We can all pay money to advertise. What we can't all pay money for is those good quality recommendations from people yeah. uh, who have had work done by yourself. I'm sure people have seen on our social media recently unfortunately there was a customer who would paid a lot of money to have a roof done 
and basically the roof was was awful so we've had to strip it off uh, redo all the roof for them do it all mm. properly and the customers had to pay for that again she found that company through advertisements mm. which again you know is what we were all looking to do but she didn't do a background work on it unfortunately so just because she could see a sign or see you know things on facebook you also need to do your research on that yeah. business, whether it's an electrician, a roofer, an extension. You know, I, I always think no matter the size of the job, if you get good recommendations, do a bit of background work on the company, then, you know, you're always going in the right direction with that. Yeah, absolutely right. And there, there are there are legal requirements in terms of insurance that I know I know you have, Rob, but um, it's not not always the case, is it, with everyone? And I don't suppose many uh, many customers actually ask you, do they? And perhaps they should. You know, as a as a company, as a limited company, we've have uh, you know we're legally obliged to have employees insurance, public liability insurance. You know, some of the things that as a company that you should legally have, we have all that. Um, especially with the bigger jobs, when customers do ask for those certificates, um, we're more than happy to show them because we're legally obliged to. On some of the smaller jobs, you're right; people don't ask that. They won't ask the question. Maybe they feel embarrassed to, but they've got every right to. If they've got a company coming and working on their property, um, they've got every right to ask for those insurance details, further business details, or whatever it is that's going to make them feel secure and happy about having the work done. And, and a point you touched on there with, uh, at the moment, a lot of health and safety stuff is things that get passed by, unfortunately, on jobs. Yeah. I, and I get that it's down to money, but unfortunately, there's too many companies out there or customers willing to risk other people's safety to save money. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's not it, it's not right, but I think that some people don't see the implications of what could happen. And fortunately for us, we, we don't work like that because I'd never expect to put my uh, employees under any circuit, un, uh, under any unsafe circumstances as we as we look to work our way out of the lockdown do you see the way in which you're marketing your business having to change do you think the demand for your services is going to change you mentioned before that people have largely been locked away in their home and they haven't been able to spend their money that's obviously going to alter when people get back to work and when people are able to say travel abroad etc so are, are you taking steps now to preempt those changes and if so what kind of things are running through your brain at the minute i can't tell you what's running through my brain will be here all day um <laughs> but, but with regards to planning me for, <laughs> um but with regards to planning forward i think that's why getting Chris on board for doing the social media aspect of things is a big part of that because whilst we're in a good position, a good place, it's it's ideal time now to push on again. Um, In my opinion, only in my opinion, I think there's going to be a big dip um, in the construction industry because when people finally do get let out, let's say, and they can go on holiday, they can go on weekends away, go to the races, do all those things, the luxurious things that we like to do. A lot of people are going to stop spending money on the property. So I think at some point there's going to be a dip. How it will affect us personally, 
I don't know yet, but I'd like to think that at the moment, looking forward with our advertising, our recommendations, all the work we're doing and everything else that comes in as the whole package, that we'll be in a, a very good position going forward, you know, with no matter what happens. Fantastic. Well, it's always nice to hear a, a, a positive story from lockdown because a lot of the times all you hear is the, the, the sad stuff. Yeah, and unfortunately, I you know, I've got people who, and friends who I know who've been worried about the jobs, worried about you know you know losing their jobs or they've been furloughed, not earning as, as much money as they would normally do and, and whatnot. So you know I can see it out there um, from my own personal experience. But I think most people now uh, can see the light at the end of the tunnel with it, and I think everybody's kind of working on now to keep going and and, and hopefully get out of it positively. Fab. Good way to start the show with a with a nice positive lockdown story, isn't it? We feel all warm yeah. and fuzzy inside, don't we? Yeah. Ten minutes, ten days, ten actions is brought to you by Two Summit Up. Expert sales tips and advice provided in a structured, bite-sized way for only ninety-seven pounds. Learn how to improve your processes with 10-minute podcasts provided each day for 10 days, which you can listen to from the comfort of your own home, office, or whilst out and about. For more information, visit 2summitup.co.uk forward slash 10 actions. Very excitingly, by the power of editing, we now have our second guest. It's almost as though she was sitting waiting for Rob to finish doing his bit, and lo and behold, we have our second guest. So, Elaine, do you want to introduce our second guest? I will indeed, and it's it's the very lovely Sarah White, and Sarah is uh, is a photographer, and in, in particular, you um you you're into branding, aren't you? Personal branding, so obviously massively in synergy for what we talk about on here as well on in our shows. So it's lovely to have you here, Sarah. So um, I'll pass you back to Mark, and uh, yeah, and he'll he'll ask you a little bit more, and then we'll dig into the questions. Yeah, Sarah, do you want to just tell us a bit about what you do, what your business does, before we get stuck into the the boiler bait, boilerplate questions? <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, as Elaine says, I'm a personal branding photography specialist. So I work with um, kind of business owners to make sure they've got the images that they need to tell their story, get across their messages and um, really kind of help people to get to know them. I'm really all about getting, kind of giving people the encouragement to feel confident about being the face of their brand and letting um, everyone get to know what they're all about and what they do through, you know, through images. Fab. I love, I have to say, photography is one of those areas where I've always enviously stood on the sidelines and, and thought, wow, that's a cool job. <laughs> You're in me cool category, Sarah. <laughs> if you spent a day with me, you'd realise it's not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, before she destroys my myth, before the you shouldn't meet your hero thing <laughs> legitimately kicks in, Elaine, do you want to ask uh, Sarah your first question? I will indeed. So obviously, we you know, there's no hiding from what's been going on the last twelve months, is there? So what what impact has COVID had on your business, Sarah? Um, well, obviously, I mean, it's been it's been huge. Um, I haven't been able to do a lot of the face to face work that I would have done ordinarily. Um, I think 
the because I work with businesses, the kind of legal side of it has been a little bit hazy. I think technically I have been allowed to do face-to-face shoots because it's work that I couldn't do from home and it's work for my clients. But I took the decision, um, certainly for the you know for the the, the biggest lockdowns that. I, I didn't do the face-to-face and also my kids were home as well so that was another added element to, that mm-hmm. makes life more complicated so yeah it's it's had a big impact on what I've been able to do and you know how I've been able to work with people face-to-face and what kind of changes have you made to to adapt to those restrictions that have been placed um I think I focused a lot more on marketing for myself and also supporting my clients with their marketing so making sure that I was staying visible and they um, they were staying visible as well and there's been a, a few different ways that I've, I've done that I've offered brand clarity consultations so helping people to work out what you know if they're feeling a bit lost about what what they should be doing for their branding what they can be doing next I've offered things like product photography from home because um, that's something I could safely do. People could drop them off, you know, kind of contactless. And one of the other um, quite exciting things that I've been doing is actually offering virtual photo shoots using the wonders of technology and safely getting pictures of people, me sitting at my desk, them in their own homes and using technology and their their mobile phones and my expertise in terms of and directing and knowing you know the right angles and planning in advance working out what kind of you know giving my advice on what they should wear and what kind of images they need in the first place and then props and outfits and all of that so I've been able to get people some really great images that they can use across their social media um, so that they could stay visible in their marketing. Chris is looking exceedingly uncomfortable at the uh, the description that you can somehow make. <laughs> uh, both he and I, I, I have to take some responsibility here for our, our lockdown hairdos. Uh, <laughs> I, I suspect that's probably at the moment. well. I, I suspect that's probably been your biggest lockdown challenge, hasn't it? How how do you make people who haven't been to the hairdressers for months and months and months come across as their better selves? <laughs> yeah, it has been an issue. There's definitely been people who said no to the virtual shoots because they're, and they're holding off until the hairdressers open now because yeah. that's the main stumbling block is this this men or women Sarah or Um, both mainly women (laughs) (laughs) actually I have I don't tend to haven't traditionally worked with that many men just because of the way it's worked out Um, so it's yeah but I imagine it's probably an issue for for both sexes I think so yes Yes. (laughs) I I have to say Sarah I have seen some of the shots that you did on this virtual way absolutely incredible I mean, they were just amazing. <laughs> Until you actually said how they were done, I would never have realised that. So, yeah, gosh, it's what a what a real um, arm to your business that is, definitely. Yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, I didn't didn't really anticipate. I was a bit sceptical about how well it could work, but actually the results have been really quite good. I mean, they wouldn't be suitable for a website or any, you know anything kind of blown up large on a large scale. But because the quality is as good as you can get with a, with a phone camera, but they are great for social media. You know, it's just fresh content. That's what we're all looking for. We all need to be standing out and looking, making ourselves kind of visible and 
Um, so that yeah, they do work really well. Is that a service that you would carry on with when we're hopefully back to something like normal? Yeah, I think there's definitely a place for it. Um, it's one of those things. It's obviously not, as I say, the quality is not as good as face to face, and um, I can't, you know, there's not, I can't do everything in a virtual no. shoot that I would like to do myself. But I think it's something that I will definitely carry on including in a package. And it also opens up scope for me to work with people who, you know, aren't local. And, you know, exactly, I've talked to somebody yeah. in Edinburgh about doing one and, you know, obviously it could be, could be worldwide. And if somebody, if I, I offer like an annual package um, where people get a number of shoots throughout the year, and it could be that a couple of virtual shoots go into that. You know, they might just want a picture of them in front of their Christmas tree. It's just just something to be sharing, yeah. Um, or that kind of thing. I definitely think it's it's a, something that I will continue offering as a kind of add-on. Yeah. Chris, do you want Sounds to ask good. your question? Coming out of uh, of lockdown, what do things look like for you? Will there be? Do you envisage changes? Do you envisage being? Less busy, more busy, different busy. Uh, what what might it be? Are you going to change your marketing strategy? Ooh, <laughs> good question. I think I think it's going to be busy. I think um, in terms of my marketing, I'm definitely talking a lot about um, the fact that you know now is the time to get planning, get get out there. We've you know I think business generally has probably changed quite a lot that a lot of people have gone online and i think they will carry on doing that so we do need to be making ourselves stand out because there's you know it's such a crowded marketplace so i will be talking about that a lot um i will obviously be going back to -to face-to-face shoots as soon as i can um probably later this month and next month and i've got various things that i had booked in that have been postponed so it's going to be busy um but i think there's also a lot of people have had some time to think about you know their branding and what they what they yeah. need to be doing um so i think there's going to be lots of people who do want to get get in there and get shoots once they can get their head on <laughs> and uh i suppose uh if people wanted to get in touch with you and and find out more about what you do and and about the business itself how can they get in touch um yeah i'm on you know all the usual platforms facebook um sarah white photography chester uh, i'm on instagram as sarah white photos uh linkedin um uh, my website is www.sarahwhitephotography.co.uk um so yeah i mean i'm probably fairly easy to find and uh yeah always welcome any new inquiries or just having a chat with anyone um, about what they might need because you know it, it's not always people don't always feel very comfortable getting in front of a camera um no. but you know i'm here to support them particularly with their new post-lockdown hairdos <laughs> yes <laughs> i think we're all going to feel a bit a bit strange even seeing other people aren't we <laughs> well well i i put on a pair of pants that was <laughs> that wasn't lazy home comfy pants for the first time yesterday <laughs> and uh they didn't fit as well as they used to do so i might have to go and get a new wardrobe when we walk out of lockdown <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't I, think you'll be the only one. I went on the scales, Mark, and, and you've no idea how much hair weighs. Because... <laughs> <laughs> very good. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Sarah. That's been fantastic. Oh, thank you for inviting me. It's good oh, to see you, Sarah. Sarah. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Uh, 
Right, so fantastic. We've had three amazing guests there. I did forget to ask Rob for his contact information, so we will stick those in the show notes if anyone does want to get in touch or find out more about what Rob does. Uh, the same goes for Sarah. So, yeah, hopefully one of those, uh, one of our guests' stories will have struck a chord with you and your business, and if so, then maybe it's given you some ideas. And if you fundamentally get stuck on what to do next then how can they get in touch with you elaine well you can find me on my website which is to summitup.com and it will be an all singing new snazzy website um very shortly which is very exciting um done by the very uh, lovely mark pollard here himself so i'm excited about that and you'll also find me on linkedin which is elaine atherton and they're the, they're the two best places to find me really um, but yeah Okay. Fantastic, and uh, much the same as to sum it up with two M's in the middle, uh, Mr. Roxburgh. How can they get in touch with you? Well, obviously, it's not two M's in the middle, but it is two G's in the middle of guy at mymarketingguy.co.uk. That's the email address, or simpler, possibly. My name's Chris Roxburgh, and that is R O X B U R G H, as in Edinburgh, not as in Borough of Wirral as uh, as i seem to get but uh, you can find me on linkedin if uh, if you'd like to put that correct spelling in <laughs> if you don't you won't <laughs> and there you go that's how it will be if you want to find us go to funkyvibes.co.uk you can get links to all the social media platforms there's a contact form on there if you want to get in touch and if you want to find me if you just go to linkedin and find mark pollard um, I'm the very handsome chap with the uh, pre-lockdown haircut uh, <laughs> in my profile image, which might now be getting updated once I've spoken to Sarah, who probably will look at mine and go, yes, we need to change that, sir. Uh, so, fantastic. Hopefully you've enjoyed the show. Hopefully you've got something from it. Give us a review on the platform you use to listen to the show. It'd be much appreciated. If you want to get in touch, it's gofish at thepodstation.co.uk or contact us through the social medias. Um, very thank you very much for your help guys it's uh, it's been another great show i think yeah always yes, good to be here uh, hope you enjoyed it too and we'll check you next time bye guys get social at go underscore fish marketing on instagram facebook and twitter